The Killer Pod from Outer Space presents Watch This or Die. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vidi. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host slash producer, Jeffrey. Well, hello there, Miss Lady. What up, party people? On the hotline this evening is Brother Pete. Beans, beans, a magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you toot. That is a fact. We're missing our brother Sean tonight. He's on a business escapade to Seattle, Washington. Getting in all the... Making sure all the air, aircraft carriers are secure. I think, and... think he caught a big salmon at Pike Place? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he caught a salmon. I, I know he's caught a few beers. He's got some scenic things and whatever. He's enjoying himself. Did he catch a pool? Catch a what? Catch a pool. Oh, that back? Jesus. He'll be back with us next episode. But in the meantime, how you boys doing? Pretty, pretty, uh, Pretty tired from working, but you know. Yeah, heard that. It Ditto. happens. Ditto. Yeah. I'm on a long stretch. I hate a long stretch of work. Work sucks. I hate it. I'm gonna stop doing it. Good. I'm gonna stop paying taxes too. Ooh. I'm just gonna consider my apartment a sovereign nation. I saw a video that really intrigued me. Not because I would, I would ever do it, but. It just caught my interest, so I did research on this gentleman. He made a video about how he, for the last 10 months, he has made $100,000 because he gets employers to hire him, and then he almost immediately sues them for at least $10,000, and he has he has a 100% success rate. He like targets construction companies and warehouse companies, goes in there, finds even the slightest thing they're doing unsafe, calls OSHA to complain about it and then very publicly tells everybody that he's the one that called OSHA so the supervisor comes down on him and then he sues for harassment or uh, what's it called? Not vengeance, but uh, I don't know, but that's clever. Yeah, right? Douchey. I would never want to be like known to be that guy though. I know, right? He was very proud of it. So now, but now like all these companies have caught on to him and HR is aware, but now he said, I don't know if it's sure or not, one of the unions is recruiting him to be a uh, consultant. Hmm. He'll, probably sue, he'll probably sue their ass, too. Yeah, right? <laughs> Dum-dums. I mean, if you're going to... He's got to be smart to pull this off. If you're going to put your brain towards that kind of crappiness, why don't you go and cure cancer or something? Well... Schemers or schemers. Yeah. Or kill scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> Something catch cool. scumbags. Maybe you don't have to kill them, but you know, <laughs> catch a predator kind of thing. Uh-huh. Kind of stuff. Anyway, I don't know where that came from. Or, or like find lost dogs. Something good for the people. Oh, we got a notification. Someone chiming in? Nah, I don't even know what that was. Who's online? All right, let's get into these beers so we can get into our topics. Pete, what do you got tonight? All right, I have Vinny saw me drinking this at Camp Blood. I'm not. Gonna, it's called uh, 
Brunonia, I'm going to say. Premium lager beer, finest German quality. Mm. Um, it is my local um, beer distributor always keeps some 24-pack of German pounders on, on hand, and it's always some like brand you've never heard of. Uh, so it's probably like the Germans. It's probably like their, I don't know, Bush. Not, I mean, everyone knows Bush, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it's always like twenty four bucks or like twenty bucks for a case. So it's like, and it's always good. I mean, German, you know, German beer is always crisp and clean, and yeah, I was say like a nice crisp lager, easily drinkable. Yeah. Um, thin, thin metal can. So you, you feel like a little cheapness, but um, you know, it's, I, uh, nah, it's good. Jeff's having a nice Mountain Dew this evening. I didn't realize you're doing the code the, red. The, the, nah, I wish they have code red and diet. I don't think so. No, I can't even find code red anymore. I haven't had a code red in forever. I don't think you can put. I think like somehow like the red food coloring in code red is, and like it must be joint with sugar. It's probably- yeah poison code code red is fucking delicious yes it though. is and then yes, i was is. mad that they now distribute in cans and bottles baja blast i thought it was cool that you could only get it at taco bell mm. but they distributed it and then once they started distributing it now taco bell offers diet baja blast which is mm. great for my diabetic ass but they don't distribute that one mountain dews is screwing me you know baja blast is literally like it's Sprite with, like, a splash of Powerade. Huh. It is kind of like that's that. A, that's how you can... It's like how, um... You know, have you ever seen how, uh... What's the trick? There's a trick to, uh... Restaurants that don't actually have ginger ale. They uh, do, like, Sprite with a splash of Coke. Yeah, it, it is something like that. Yeah, yeah, Huh. All right. So just doing a Super September. Props to him. I am not, so I'm having a Nipah IPA, uh, New England style double IPA from Kushwa Brewing, which their name has been uh, jumping up on the lists and everyone's talking about out of uh, Maryland. This IPA has Citra, Mosaic, and Galaxy Hops, solid 8%, and the can art is a nice solid ET reference with the Nipah. When they're flying across the moon. Good stuff. Let's see what it's all about. Oh, yeah. And it's tasty. It's smooth. All three hops come through. All right. Jeffrey, why don't you jump us off on news? You never jump off on news. I don't have any news. No, you went and... I went to the movies last night. I saw uh, Barbarian. That was awesome. Which everyone's talking about right now. Yeah, it's got crazy good reviews. Uh, 7.7 on IMDb. I gave it four stars on my Letterboxd. Uh, I really can't talk about it without giving it away, but a lot of people are saying it's like this year's Malignant. Uh, I would definitely consider it that. It's got um, the same kind of thing going on where it's like modern filmmaking, good filmmaking with a B-movie subject. That's cool. Let's put it that I way. It. I, if that's going to be the horror trend, 
I'm, I'm, I'm here fully for on it. Board. Yeah, I love fully it. Fully on board. I love it. I'm really excited to see it. And I, I'm, I'm re- it's hard because everyone's talking about it. Uh, I want to go in as fresh as possible. I mean, so, I, I've seen the trailer with the whole Airbnb aspect, but the trailer doesn't reveal much. Yeah. I haven't watched like the Red Band trailer or any of the the other ones. Um, it's I, I uh, go see it before someone ruins it for me. I went in completely cold because I had three people at work tell me how awesome and bonkers it was. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm seeing it. Uh, which isn't like me, but when I heard it was like the Malignant of this year, I loved Malignant. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Airbnb part of it is is part of it. Um, definitely some, uh, not in a bad way I'm saying this either, but like interesting technique with the storytelling i'll just leave it at that because right. like i said anything else it, it just pulls it uh, apart i will say that it was pleasant to see richard break in it i had no idea he was oh in it. yeah yeah nice so, yeah you know i love so much of break yeah so when he popped up i got all giddy um but yeah definitely check it out it uh, if if this were the episode we it would be nothing but spoilers unfortunately uh speaking of that I, I mean, we'll get to it with our watches or that this evening. At this point in particular, we don't have to worry about spoilers, but I think I'm going to sneeze. Uh, Dana brought up a good point when we were doing... What was the last one we did? What? The last Orphan. The Orphan. First Kill. She's like, you guys did spoilers, but your audience with you doing it as a watches or die, like, probably hasn't seen it yet because if they're following the episode yeah but we said that we said if i know yeah we said i don't know but we might have to go less spoilerly it's hard for some of them yeah yeah. i mean this part like i'm just thinking back to uh malignant like how do we break that movie down without spoilers? so here's the deal i personally a spoiler doesn't do anything for me i i could know the whole plot of the movie i still need to see even barbarian yeah but i still need to see it uh, you could tell me every aspect of like the newest Marvel movie. I mean, I don't watch them like religiously, but like it's not going to bother me. It's like, oh, that secret cameo that. Oh, okay, cool. I can't wait to see it. Like, that's yeah. how I am now. Barbarian, because I was hearing such good things, I was like, all right, let, I haven't heard anything about it. Let me just continue to avoid things. Yeah. Um, and the fact that it was in theaters made it a little easier to do that because it's not like I could just jump on the tv and watch part of it yeah i'm done with this but um spoilers never bother me if if the movie's worth seeing it's worth seeing if it's if it's a big twist or a big change in uh almost like genre and and complete direction like like we've tried we've we've tried to avoid spoilers for movies we've we've had but the spoiler in orphan first kills in the middle of the movie yeah and then it dictates the whole rest of the movie how would you even talk about it yeah so it's tough sometimes. I mean, maybe we, I th- you want to change the name of the show? No. I think we should just call it Spoil This or Die. Yeah. This will be or, spoiled. Go die. Or, yeah. There will be spoilers. Ooh. There will be blood. But it's tough. It I is. I fucking love that movie. I don't know how you feel about it. but I mean, the original Watch This or Die concept was completely different anyway. It was me and That's Vinny true. trying to make each other watch a movie that we had mm-hmm. never seen and then give our opinions of it now it's just like we all watch the same movie and it's a classic like a hundred thousand other 
yeah. podcast are doing. It's a classic breakdown of the movie. Yeah. And just our thoughts on it. Yeah. So now it's it's we, almost gone from like, I mean, we still say watch or die, which is fine, but it's gone more from watch this or die in that sense, like we our opinion and watch this or die well, is more of the title. I mean, now. all of the other podcasts that do this kind of thing, it's basically like a pass fail. That's essentially what we're doing. Yeah. Pass fail, watch or die. Yeah. Yeah. You know. why, don't, why don't you listeners uh, hit us up on the socials and tell us what you feel about it? If they'd like to, they can hit us up at Killer Pod from Outer Space on Instagram. At Killer Pod. At Killer Pod. No one ever has. I think what we're going to try, especially going in October, maybe taking some more polls, taking some audience uh, interaction. Yeah. That'd be good. Definitely on board for that. I hope so. I, hope so. <clears throat> I uh, was pretty shocked to find out some i mean it always is a shock to me that anybody listens to this but um like randos um came across our stickers and such so. mm-hmm. yeah it's good yeah always fun keep getting it out there i appreciate growing it. slowly but surely you know, i'm fine with that i mean like we've mentioned a bunch of times when we started doing this it was basically just a way for us to just record and put in the airways the shit that we talk about mm. all the time. Plus, we want free stuff. Well, yeah. Send us your free stuff. We're a long way from that. <laughs> I know. But we, like we said, like, uh, if, Mail us if your 12, If 12 people listen, that's cool. I would like a bra that will fit on my head as like a helmet. That'd be cool. <laughs> like a lactating? Yeah, lactating like, like, like uh, what's that guy? Uh, what do they call him? Tithead? Uh, yeah. Uh, little, no, little, little Nicky. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. But. Underrated Adam Sandler. And we, we, we got to add Adam Sandler list to that. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I got to write that down. Yeah. Um, so I have a quick, um, just because I follow the bloody disgusting on, uh, and, uh, and and Sean and I um, messaged about this earlier in the week. Um, so I guess there's plans to, like, totally remake and turn it into a three- a fran- uh, like a three movie franchise, The I Strangers. On my list yeah, too, I saw I'm that. Very, very um, odd choice. Did you say you're not excited, or you are? Uh, well, I shouldn't say I'm not excited. I don't know how to feel about it because I like right, Lion's so Gate. I'll tell you how I feel about it <clears throat> because I am a huge fan of both of them. Both movies, yeah. They are. It's probably my favorite, like standalone, not considered a franchise, just standalone horror. Because especially the first one, like, it made me feel fucking uncomfortable. And, like, it, and like a movie's all, now, like, I, it was at a time where I hadn't seen as much horror. You know, that movie came out, when, I think, when I was still in high school. And, like, you know, no, movies don't really unsettle me that much anymore, like that did. But, like, you know, just, like, the that, that, that scene with Liv Tyler just kind of, like, looking in the house and you just see the dude behind her just, like... Yeah. And then he just walks closer and you see his hand like almost touch her hair and like um and I also like I very much wanted to get the three masks uh tattooed and now I feel like I have to wait and see if they fuck it up. <laughs> um so yeah. Um well, maybe we'll they'll, see. I mean, maybe I'll, they'll use I'll, different masks so they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, maybe. Um I just uh I mean we'll know, you know, they say they plan a trilogy, they plan trilogies all the time and then one movie shits the bed and then so yeah, uh, but if one movie shits the bed, 
um, then I don't feel like I have to change how I feel about the other ones. But no, if they make three three shitty movies, then no word um, on who's on the creative team, right? Like as far as director and writer. No, this is no, this is you know they they said um like like months ago it was said that there's plans for another one which i said that's cool and i was assuming it i mean if you've seen the second one it would have to be a prequel right so um yeah uh but anyway um again i'll see it because i'm a big fan and uh i like things that make me feel unsettled so Mm -hmm. um you know whatever um, not against it, just kind of, you know, let's see what happens. Um, and it's one of those, like, why can't they leave good enough alone things? But if it's going to be good, it's going to be good. Um, to piggyback off that news, big week in horror with Barbarian being really successful. And right behind it, uh, I don't know about financially as successful, but as far as the horror community really digging it. Ty West's Pearl is out. And people seem to be digging it. I like Blade Discussing's uh, kind of headline for their review on it is Ty West is having fun and so are horror fans. So it's a prequel to X about the main villain Pearl and her upbringing. Uh, I don't know what kind of shenanigans that's going to bring. But... saw the trailer last night before... Uh, Barbarian. Well, I know you hate Ty West, but how the trailer look? Um, not my thing. It doesn't look like it's my thing. Mm. Uh, there was another I... trailer that interested me too. I didn't even know this was happening. They remade Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. Oh, it's a remake. Yeah. I thought it was okay. It seemed like a remake. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't like the original, so I love the original. Yeah. I just don't like all of the stuff that went along with it. Okay. Well, I think that's why they probably remade it, but shouldn't they just have left it alone? Or see whatever they did with it. Yeah. Probably just let it die. Sorry, Pete, I cut you off there. No, um, it's fine. Um, I think that if, like, Jeff were to see X and not know that it was Ty West that he would I like think it. he would like it, too. I know. Um, but I don't, think now, any, I don't think there's any convincing him or getting him to forget. Now, <laughs> now, I'm not like, you know, there's people that just, like, and I think this might just be like people trying to get like the the online following, whether it's TikTok or Instagram. There's people that are like, I saw X and it is one of the best movies. Like it's it's a good movie. But like I'm not out here being like, you know, it's a seventies exploitation film made now. Yeah. It, it there's so no like, there's no hot so takes needed. Yeah, yeah. Like but people like it is and so like that that's kind of what makes me call my question. I'm sure Pearl will probably be fine, but they also announced it's a trilogy now. Yeah, yeah. Maxi. The, thir- the third one is coming out. So, you know, we'll see. Um, and, uh... I'm going to do it. I like, I like Ty West a lot, so I'm glad that he's back. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I definitely enjoyed uh, Start to Finish X. thought it was well done. I don't think it's groundbreaking, but you know, yeah, I, mean, I had I had fun with it's it. It's just it's just taking it's just fitting a mold that already existed yeah. that hasn't been made in a while. Yep. <clears throat> um, and then the only other thing I had, not necessarily news, is what I've been watching, and I recommend it so far. But as part of Shutter's sixty-one days of Halloween, they have their 
101 scariest moments in horror. Oh, that started already? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to watch that tonight. I didn't even know it started yet. Yeah, so the episode two dropped yesterday. Oh, cool. I got two. I only watched the first episode. Oh, good. It, it's a little bit... Uh, I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's, there's going to be stereotypes, like the obvious scenes. Yeah, which is but fine. They, I, I just love the talking head Same. aspect. That's what I was going to say. I want to hear um, what people are saying about it. That's yeah, they, and they have good... They have good quote unquote experts on to talk about these scenes. They dive into the scenes a little bit more than I expected. Uh, so they're they're taking their time with it. I think it's gonna go so it started the first week of September, it's gonna go all the way until week of Halloween. So how many are they doing per episode? I think ten. Ten. Okay. So uh, yeah, that was fun. I'm excited. Good. I'll buy, yeah, I'm excited. I'll buy watch episode two tonight. So that's dropping every Wednesday leading up to Halloween cool. week. And Eli Roth has not been a talking head yet, which uh, I appreciate. Yeah, I don't know that he will because he's. Oh wait, <laughs> AM, he's he's on AMC, right? Yeah, but he's producing this one. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say because AMC is Shutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Finkel is Einhorn. Mm-hmm. I said that yesterday. It's funny you said that. <laughs> At work. Um. So I have a quick music thing that I just thought was funny. I follow this. Uh, uh, page on Instagram called We Are the Pit, and they had this post today. I didn't read the whole article, but I wanted to talk about it on here because of any. It said, "Did you know that an unreleased Dimebag Daryl guitar solo ended up in a Nickelback song?" Yes, Nickelback. Side, of a, a, Nickelback. side of a bullet is is the name of the song. It's um, it was their tribute song to Dimebag shortly after oh, he okay. got killed. Okay. Um, I did not realize until I saw the same or a similar article that the solo in that song was an unreleased Dimebag one. I just thought it was part of the song. Um, Nickelback has been getting not not personally a Nickelback fan. Uh, I don't feel the need to shit on them all the time like everybody else does. Like people are going to listen to the music they want to listen to. But there's, there's um, certainly worse music out there. Yeah, there's certainly worse music out there, but. Um, they're, they've been they've been in like people have been talking about them a lot lately because I guess they recently released a clip. I don't know if they released a whole uh, new track or whatever, but it has this like massive like metal breakdown in the beginning of it going like as an intro, and people oh. have been like posting like 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 yo, is this like a new like terror song or something? And then like it and then it's like Nickelback. <laughs> um, That's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, the only music thing I had is some good news. Hopefully, good news. I'm I'm gonna go in with with uh positive thoughts and energy. Black Dahlia Murder is uh sticking around. The I don't have the names of the players, but the <coughs> former guitarist is coming back to the band, and in the interview, like he sounds super excited about it, and like was saying that since he left the band, like he just felt like something was off and a piece of him was missing and he should have never left and now he's coming back. Current guitarist is switching over to vocals and he was saying in the article, in the interview, that he wants to do the band justice but not completely try to mimic or or copy uh, Trevor. So, I mean, that, I think it's good news, I hope. Do you I don't think, think they'll let us down? I, I've always wondered, like, 
like at least in the beginning like was it all was it always Trevor doing two different voices or was somebody else doing one of them I had that same thought when I first discovered them I was convinced it was two different people because yeah. especially they, they they in their newer years gotten away from some of the deeper stuff that they used to do they still did two-tone but like you listen to like the first two records and there's like really high and really deep mm -hmm. yeah like by horror cosmic is just yeah mm. um maybe maybe trevor just couldn't get the lows anymore i don't know maybe. but no i'm pretty sure it was only it was always him maybe. also the lows are easier to get in the studio and like and not live which is understandable um you know, it's easier to hit a note in the studio where you don't have to yell as loud as you do when you're live because you're in a studio. Yeah, soundproof room. But, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to say, let's see what they come up with. They got a, uh, they didn't mention, I, I assume that means they'll be recording soon. I don't think they're going to jump right into a tour, but they are doing a tribute show in Detroit for Trevor, I think next month, maybe November. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I, uh, that's good news. Yeah. Um, yeah, always, always good to see. Uh, I mean, you know, tragic shit happens and you don't necessarily want a band to split up, but it's hard to replace someone. So at least you're, you know, the replacement is happening internally and yeah, among uh, members deciding, you know, um, is uh, a power trip thrash metal band. Uh, Sean and I listen to a lot. Uh, their uh, vocalist uh, Riley died like back in early 2021, and like band's been pretty silent. Like uh, I know the drummer has side projects and stuff, and you know they were really building themselves up and and really gaining a following, and then you know he died and. You know, you haven't heard anything. And then on the other, you also got, uh, you know, Foo Fighters on the, like, major rock band side uh, just did their tribute show to um, um, uh, Taylor Hawkins. Taylor, Taylor Hawkins. And, uh, you know, that's not easy. I saw some clips. Looks pretty emotional. Apparently it was awesome. I, uh, I, I, believe, I it. believe it's streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Okay. So I might check that out when I'm going about my house chores next day off or something. Yeah, I also wanted to say that we should also do a Watch This or Die for Studio 666. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, since I, still, I, I know. I, I, I haven't seen, haven't it, seen yet. it And Because I was like ready to see it and then Taylor Taylor died and I was like, oh. Yeah, it kind of brought it down a little bit. I don't want to watch a movie where he gets murdered. But it looks like it's uh, it going to be super fun. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, down for that. Uh, so, ready to get into a little Watch Us or Die? Yeah, what are we talking about tonight, Benny? So, Shudder's got a, we mentioned before, they throw in their 61 Days of Horror, and they got a bunch of stuff coming out in September, and then, of course, especially in October, so we're going to be talking probably a lot about uh, Shudder shows and Shudder original movies. They had... Keep going. They they had a uh, a new one that just came out over this past week called 
Saloon. And I saw some buzz about it. Uh, you know, when you're scrolling on Shutter, the the poster caught my eye a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't pay that much attention until I started seeing on the social medias and some of the horror writers that I like and follow were talking about it and giving it a lot of good buzz. So threw it out there to Pete as a Watch Us to Dive, which we were kind of looking to avoid horror in September before we get into crunch time. But I'm not sure, like, if I would even call this horror, Pete. It's definitely not straight up yeah. horror. I don't even know what genre I'd put it in. It it touches on so many of them. It's um, yeah. Um, Let me throw basically. A... You want to do the synopsis? Uh, sure. So um, this movie, um, the three main characters are um, mercenaries. These uh. African mercenaries known as the uh, hyenas and they're mercenaries for hire that uh, you kind of learn that they they they're not really in it for profit that they're in it to do good like they're almost like like kind of like Robin Hood type uh, mercenaries like they're they're known like worldwide especially on the continent of africa where there's all the uh you know all sorts of in-country disputes and and uh coups yeah. and all that shit they, they gave a, a pretty hefty list of uh uh militias they took out <laughs> yeah they're known as like like almost like they, they they're referred to as hyenas and like ghosts like they 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 like they're like the badasses of the badass yeah but, real life um, folklore uh, but, um, so, you know, they're all kind of haunted by their own shit, uh, as far as like, you know, their past and whatnot. And, uh, it kind of starts off and they're, uh, I forget what country they're leaving, but they kidnap this drug Lord. Uh, they got a briefcase full of gold and, uh, they get in their plane. They're being shot at. And they end up uh, figuring out that their gas tank is punctured. And they have to, like, they basically have to choose between, uh, I, I think it was either Ghana or uh, uh, Senegal. Shit. Senegal. Uh, on the Senegal's on the western coast of Africa. Uh, and they go to Senegal and. Uh, uh, Movies in it's it's in French. Senegal is a French-speaking uh, African country, and uh, they end up so they get there. They bury the gold to hide it. They cover. They hide their plane, and they end up going to this village. And the one guy, I'm I'm I forget um, Chaka, right? Yeah, the the main dude. Uh, Chaka. He's seems like the youngest of the three. There's two guys that are seeming around the same age. And then there's one guy who's like got these badass white dreadlocks. All three of them were badass looking. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, they find themselves having to go to this village, uh, and Chaka see Chaka. They know that Chaka is from that area, um, and the place is called Saloom. Um, and do they ever say? Do, do they, you remember? Do they ever say what Saloom means, or that's just what it's called? That's just what it's called. Okay. 
And it's kind of known as this um, holy place, I guess. Um, kind of mystical place. Yeah, very um, secret, mystical little village. So there's like this almost, there's, there's a village. And then there's also this like, I'm going to, for lack of a better term, I'll call it a resort, but it's not a resort. It's just like this kind of like shanty village that you can pay for rooms and stuff as a bar. Um, has a communal table for meals. You get your own private hut, which in that region. Um, yeah. Um, and uh, they, uh, there's like little details like Chaka wears these red leather gloves. You don't really know why. Um, and then, uh, so basically this, this felt to me like, I was like, okay, this is just like, this is just going to be like an action movie, I thought. Um, yeah, like, and the, well, we'll get into the bit, bits and pieces, but it was, I think, exactly the halfway point where I was thinking to myself, I was like, why did Shudder acquire this? Yeah. I was, um, I was really enjoying it, but I just didn't understand. There was nothing really genre about it. Uh, so there's a few things about Chaka that... Are unexplained. Um, he has a fear of water. They have to. Um, the old guy I mentioned with the white dreads has this like dust that he blows in people's face that puts them to sleep. Um, he, they have to do that to Chaka to cross this river to get him to the village. He's like deathly afraid, like can't step in water. Um, and then he also has all these flashbacks that where you can't tell exactly what's happening. He's like maybe held captive he's maybe running, running from something yeah. um but it's kind of unclear what he's running from or being held captive for um and there's a guy that runs this town uh village that is uh seemingly very friendly welcoming to them introduces them to everyone else they also have to like uh run chores uh, which I thought was a weird thing, but I guess well, that's so. Fun. So it's like a, it, it uh, like a commune, like a commune. It's a commune, and the the leader of the group. Uh, I guess I can pull his name. Up. Omar is like you said. Seems like a really welcoming guy. He allows anybody and everybody to come to the little village and stay. They don't have to offer any money. They don't have to offer any goods. They just have to do chores around the camp and do their part and chip in. And that's their, their way of paying or, or currency to stay. Uh, so you have like this whole group of strangers staying there. You have this young couple that seemed like they were, uh, trying to get into the music industry, I guess was their thing. Yeah. Um, you have this deaf mute girl that becomes heavily involved in the story that I'm sure we'll, we'll get to, uh, Awa, but it was kind of a cool setup with all these strangers and the dinner scene, the first dinner scene, I like, that's where it really sucked me in and I was glued to my TV and just like, this movie has me by the throat and I love everything that's going on, especially like the sign language exchange between, uh, yeah. Chaka and Awa and the, um, what's his, uh, what's the guy with the, Mohawk's name, Rafa. Uh, I don't. Rafa. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that that was a really, really well done scene in the movie. Just to have a dinner scene with all them like getting acquainted and getting to know each other. But it was so well shot and so fun the way they did it. Also, like, so, yeah, the reason that they're at the dinner table signing is because of this deaf mute girl. And um, uh, she's signing across the table to Chaka, and no one else knows what's happening. And she's, like, basically saying, I know who you are. And uh, I'm going like, to expose you. Like, I'm going to expose you. Knowing about them and, being mercenaries. And he's, and he's kind of being, like, and he and it's at one point he has this really like creepy like shit eating grin on his face, and he's like, just like, basically saying like I can do whatever I want. No one knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Except for me, you, and uh, the other dude that they're with. Yeah. Like that's um, why it was so cool. Like, I'm gonna expose you. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And like I'm not going to do that, but. Yeah. Um. So, here's where we're gonna get into the spoilers about what happens. Um. So they run they run their errands the next day. Everyone's assigned to something different. Um, Chaka ends up with the guy who runs the sh- runs of the camp, and uh, they have a really weird chore, which is to shoot uh, to shoot these fishermen with like a low caliber bullet. I guess that, that right. That's what they, they were did. Calling it BB this, guns, but they look like twenty twos. Yeah, to scare they, them away they because were like they were. Yeah, because they fish with they were he's saying that they fish with like dynamite. Yeah. And they just throw dynamite into the into the ocean and they're and they're ruining the agriculture and the and the whole like fishing climate there around them. They they basically they just throw dynamite in the water and wait for fish to float to the top. Um so they're walking back together and he's asking how he you know, he says, Oh, I was you know, I had some time in the army, blah blah blah. So then they're at dinner the next night. And like you're thinking that this is like you're just like kind of sitting there, you're like wondering where this is going, and then out of basically out of nowhere, Chaka just like fucking story loses his shit. Yeah, and you knew it was a revenge story because they have this quote in the beginning, which we'll get to about about revenge. And uh, so you find out that you find out that this dude and the flashbacks that Chaka was having that this dude was a. Running a child militia that Ch- that Chaka was in when he was young, and he was like raping him as a child, held- holding him captive, and uh, Chaka takes off his gloves and he's got two R's on his hand because they called the guy Remington. He used to go by Remington because he carried this Remington revolver, long like forty-four caliber Remington revolver. Uh, yeah, and he he branded all the kids. And hands. he branded all the kids, but you find out that Chaka escaped and he stole the revolver and he basically pulled it out and he empties the fucking six shots into the dude. Yeah. Um, and that, that Remington pistol becomes like its own character in this movie. Yeah. It was it really cool the way they treated it. Like it they made it look like really beautiful on the screen. Yeah, it's got like a pearl handle. The backstory with it with uh, Chaka escaping with it, which becomes uh, the poster of the movie, uh, is like a silhouette of a kid going into the river holding this Remington pistol. And the way they treat this this gun through th- the rest of the movie is really cool. Um, so even more so, still not a horror movie, right? Um, 
very quickly after he kills this dude and people are like like there's the people in the room that like hear what he's saying then there's the deaf girl who they tied up because she like we mentioned earlier she was gonna um expose them or whatever they tie her up earlier before dinner and um uh, basically, they got this drug dealer I mentioned earlier, who's just been like kind of has nowhere to go, so he's just been going along with everything. He just start, starts puking blood and going crazy. And uh, well, you, you see, find out you see like the black cloud mass yeah, thing, yeah, go around them. So you find out, like we mentioned earlier, that this place is known as like a kind of haunty spiritual place like i got all these secrets mystical yeah associated with it so you find out that this dude uh was the dude that he killed even though he's a total piece of shit was had made some deal with these spirits to leave everyone alone until you know as long as he lived i guess essentially yeah whatever and whatever uh, curse was going on he alone was tasked with like Keeping it at bay and... Yeah, and you find a little bit more about how he was doing that later yeah, on. Yeah, with some sacrifice stuff. Um, but anyway, so now you got these black cloud semi-horned spirits floating around that um, they try and possess you through your ears, like talking to you. And uh, so they block their ears. It's kind of one of the things that makes the deaf mute girl, uh, she's already immune to this. Um, so it's, it's, it's among all this stuff that you're kind of like, you're like, so you're like, you, you feel like these guys are, uh, you know, they're badasses, but you haven't really figured out that they're really good. Like, like I said earlier, they're like Robin Hood, like they, they're none of this for profit. Like they take the gold and they put it into some poor village or like whatever. And you find out that kind of that, some of that stuff through, um, once they, release the girl and they're kind of signing with her and like explaining she's like so you really are the the hyenas and like and then um you find out that they're like that they're like you know honorable like the most honorable dudes there are yeah and um and this movie's like so at this point there's only like, like when the when the supernatural element gets introduced there's only like a quarter of the movie left the movie's really brisk uh, 84 minutes uh, to, to start and to go along with what Pete was saying like I, at least I got really invested with all these characters especially the the main three dudes the hyenas and Awa like I was invested in really with them and liked all of them so much and they didn't even have that much time to uh, establish them but they were so well written and cool on screen and so well acted it was great stuff yeah. So um they end up having to they they have the the like we mentioned there's like this DJ music producer guy. Um the deaf girl was good. Chaka like stuffed his ears and put on some like kind of like cheap headphones on his on his ears. And then the music guy had like heavy duty headphones. Like a whole bunch of sets so, of them. So they're like um so like basically like there's levels of how these things can possess you and the, the ears are just the first level so they can still like tackle you and like enter your system through your eyes or your mouth and um they're not 
they're basically invincible, but they can be subsided slightly by bullets or knives. Like, so they're not killing them, but they're able to shoot them, and it like kind of like goes away, and they they end up taking quads to the nearest village. Uh, they're just trying to figure out. They uh, they're trying to find gas and stuff for their plane so they can like fly the fuck away. Um, because otherwise they're crying, they have to cross a river or do all this shit. And, um, uh, they end up finding, uh, there's all, there's also this sidekick. There's a sidekick who was a sidekick to the main guy, Remington, who's like telling them all the shit. Like he's explaining once they kill him, he's like, Oh, you released the demons, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he ends up also being a total piece of shit, yep. uh, which he gets his in a good way. Um, but they end up finding they find this building where they have all these other like uh, children in prison, like anywhere from the age of like five to 12, um, all also branded with the R's on their hands. And you just, you put the pieces together that he was, um, he was sacrificing them to the spirits and, uh, and uh, that's how they're um, uh, getting by. And, um, uh, from there, they have to go back to the village, and and they they can't find fuel, and basically they know that the only way out is they have to cross the river, and um. Uh, what else are you are we are we going to tell the full ending here, Vin? No, I think we should save it. This this one's brand new, and I, I really want people to watch it and go in. Uh, we really didn't give that much away. We, it's certainly not and, giving away the ending. Yeah, um, and to, to we see, gave a decent to, amount away, but to see not our, enough to, to see, prevent you from watching it. Yeah, to see everything that we did talk about go down on screen. Um, There's something like about this movie that you feel like you're in a fever dream the whole time. Um, I think part of that is just like the Africa of it all. Like you know that it's like even at night it's fucking like 85 degrees. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, because they're not in like South Africa where there's like, and, you know, you're kind of not that far from Antarctica. They're in like fucking sub-Saharan, not sub-Saharan, but yeah, they're in like West Africa. Fucking Africa. It's, it's, they're in yeah, West yeah. Africa. Yeah. Um, uh, near the equator and shit. So um, yeah, you kind of, there's like, plus just all like the weird shit, the way it's shot, like they're always sweating. So like you feel like, you're in a weird dream and uh i mean we've touched on this and endless times on here um but i can't stress enough how much people need to go out there and watch foreign movies because like people not only did these people put time and money into this shit but it's like it's beautiful artistry and storytelling the the camera work was really and you can tell uh, they weren't using handheld cameras, obviously, but they weren't, they didn't have access to the highest quality and the highest quality, like steady cams and dollies. Like it was, it was pretty uh, rustic's the wrong word, but like homemade looking, but in a great way. And the scenery and stuff they captured. The, the craftsmanship was just awesome. I, I was super impressed with this movie. And it, and it almost escaped me. Like, there, there's so much coming out on Shudder. And the Shudder description uh, didn't really grab me when I was scrolling through. 
And if it wasn't for me catching, you know, some of the people that I read and follow talking about it, I would have missed this one. And I'm glad I didn't because I had a great time with it. Yeah. I felt the only, like, I, and I've had this with other movies too. And, and might just be like the pace. Like I had, I did have to rewind a few times to just reread some of the subtitles, the pacing of the, of the way they speak. Like some of the subtitles like come and go very fast. But you know that's just part of it. You know, it's I only had to fast. I only had to rewind like thirty seconds. I mean, um, the, the people that are anti subtitles are strongly anti anti subtitles, which yeah, you're never it, gonna. It makes it difficult to get them to watch international, and I mean, this one, as far as I know, isn't available dubbed. But I hate dubbed movies. No, no, dubbing is more distracting to me than reading subtitles. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I think the one thing that I notice that I think they do more in Asian subtitles that I like, um, as opposed to, like, like I said, this was in French. Um, Asian subtitles put them both, like, sometimes it'll be on the top, sometimes it'll be on the bottom. And I like that. Yeah, change it up no, a little bit. Yeah, because, like, at the top, you're still looking at their faces at the bottom. Sometimes you're not. Yeah. Um, but no, and especially once you, you get used to it, one. And and every time, like not only do you get used to it, the more foreign films you watch, but after the first five minutes of the movie, you forget. You're just like you're just reading it. And like I said on here before, also like I watch everything with sub. If I'm watching something in English, I have English subtitles on because sometimes I have to have my volume down lower or whatever. Like like I'm just so used to you. You catch more. Um, whether it's international or in English, I feel like you you catch more of what they say because people mumble or people whisper. Well, the thing, um, and the thing is, like you just said, you you do get more and more used to it, and you do yeah. get better at watching movies in this way. Because I was, yeah. So my sister and Connor are super anti subtitles, and therefore have missed out on countless good international movies that we talk about all the time and I keep telling them, like you guys are missing out like you guys are horror fans you're missing out on really good stuff because you won't watch anything with subtitles and so then I started paying attention I was like I wonder if it is that distracting or if, I, or if I'm missing like good moments uh on camera or, or cues or whatever but when I was paying attention like I think I've learned to read faster since I've been watching movies this way because I'm not missing anything that's on screen like I'm, yeah, ca- because I'm catching I mean, all the facial expressions. I'm ca- catching everything that's going on in the foreground, the background. I think I'm just reading faster because I'm, I've gotten used to it. Yeah, because I think for me, like, I don't when I watch something with subtitles, I don't listen to what they say. So I'm just hearing what I'm reading. If yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like um, when you're reading a narrator in a book. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I was, I mean, I was so pumped because I loved the movie, first of all, but um, I was really hoping that Parasite winning best Oscar was going to kind of like change people's minds, but I don't know that it did. Nah. Um, I mean, for the most part, I don't think people care, but there's, there's, there's a, there's a select few that just. Yeah, very, my dad. My dad. My dad has no interest in ever wa- in watching something that he is. So, you know, if it's like a, 
you know, if it's just a scene where part of that is that he's got bad eyes, but like, you know, if it's a scene where it's a regular American movie and there's something in Spanish, like that's fine. But, but a whole yeah, movie. a whole a whole movie, he couldn't make it. Yeah. Not, but no, like I said, that's not really out of ignorance. It's just he has bad eyes, and unless it's like blown up to like half the screen. Um. All right. So, what do you think? You give this one a watch. Oh yeah. Yeah, I. Um, and it's also like I've been, I I. Uh, listening to you talk about it makes like I enjoyed the whole thing, um, but talking about it with someone else made me makes me remember it even better. Yeah, I mean, and we didn't get into it, but the the ending was so cool. Uh, there was a certain part in the end that was super sad and got me almost teared up a little bit. Um, so I, I had the full gamut of emotions. Yeah. Um, it's a lesson, you know, there's a lesson in there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really pleasant surprise because like I said, I almost missed it. And then even going into it, I had low expectations, but also all the stuff with, well, I mean, we already mentioned the scenery with Africa, but all the stuff with the African culture, which we don't get exposed to a lot in Hollywood or, uh, in that many movies at all. That was really cool. Um, yeah, I give it a, a strong watch. Yeah, I would still, not on the level of uh, the sadness, um, but I would still like pick and choose who I would recommend this to movie to. Just because I don't, like, I don't know that every movie fan would like it. Uh, but I, you know, I. I would say the adventurous and open-minded. Yeah, for sure. If you like weird stuff, you'd be into it. I didn't think it was that. I, I didn't think it was that weird. And also, based on the stuff that I was reading that got me intrigued to watch it in the first place, I thought it was going to be a lot more like fever dreamy than it was. Like I, yeah. I thought it was going to be a real trippy movie. Um. But yeah, I, I hope I hope people watch it. This uh, I, I read up on the director too. He seems like a really interesting dude. He has a a long list of places that he's lived and different arts that he's practiced. He's only is he a, African? Yeah, he's a uh, he's from um, Senegal, and then he lived in France for a portion of his life. Um. He's, he's got a long resume of, of different things that he's experienced and uh, different arts that he's done. He's only made, like, three movies. Uh, another one that he did, and I, f I forget it was called. I don't have his IMDb pulled up. It also sounded super interesting in, in a different way. Something uh, with drug lords and mercenaries, like, as the backdrop. But, yeah, seems like a cool dude. Hopefully this gets him some more work. Yeah, I don't. I don't see more. Jeffrey, and, what do you uh, think? Does this got you your interest peaked? Yeah, I mean, it seems like it's an interesting mishmash of uh, a bunch of different styles and action and thriller and a little horror, a little supernatural. 
So that's definitely something I would and watch. It, it all he blends it all well, like pretty yeah. seamlessly. Yeah. Um, and it's so short. Well, yeah. The other reason, eight, yeah, eighty-four, 84, 84 minutes, minutes including including the opening and closing credits. It's so it's probably eighty minutes total. And if you think this sounds remotely interesting, it's definitely more interesting than just hearing me and Benny describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I imagine so. But yeah, usually when you try to mix the action and the horror, it uh, it all comes off the same if if that makes sense kind of like with your predator and your dusk till dawn um usually just over the top action with sprinkles of horror more dusk till dawn more so but you know what i mean like uh just taking the action movie tropes and throwing some vampires in there that kind of thing if it's really hard to put a label on it but like based on what you just said it kind of dawned on me this is like a revenge drama with a sprinkling of horror and a sprinkling of action mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean it, it sounds pretty wild so I'm, I'm i'm interested french stuff well it's not french technically it's african right? it's african but french speaking yeah right. i mean french films have i mean that whole era of extreme they've always kind of piqued my interest in general i mean from the moment i saw martyrs i was pretty much yeah. hooked uh, but I, I also, like that. <laughs> but going back, um, just to speak on the subtitle thing, the first time I, when I watched Martyrs, I bought it, you know, like the day it came out because I've been reading about it. Um, I watched it with the subtitles, and then the girlfriend at the time uh, came over, and I watched it with the dub, and the dub definitely takes you out of the movie. No, it's awful. Yeah, it's not good. There's not a single movie that I've seen. The, the only dubs that I am a fan of are old 70s Godzilla, Kung Fu, where it like it's so over the top and not good, but it's that's like to be part, ex- of the, part of the character. Exactly. Yeah. It's like part it's to be expected and it like gives the movie a little more that's character. Different. That's different. It's tough too like um rewatching the Bruce Lee or yeah, the Bruce Lee movies. It's hard to read and keep up sometimes. For me, I know you were saying you you get through it pretty quick. Um, but that's my problem. Not that I have a problem with subtitles, but my problem is I always think I'm missing something on screen. Uh, I just watched Day of the Beast again, and I fell asleep before the end again. But that movie is, there's a lot going on there. And it's like... I think it's more mind over matter, though. Like I don't think you're... I suppose. Because I think you've watched just as many subtitled movies as me and Pete so you're probably getting really good at it and don't realize that you're not missing much maybe 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 it's the just... only time the only time that I feel I miss it is if it's like something funny is supposed to happen some because sometimes you don't catch the like you have to because you have to see their faces to know they're, right. like, they're laughing right yeah because um, I just watched a movie last night that had some comedic relief that was in Korean and it was clear, like they're making jokes, but like you don't always know the, you know, you you, you miss semi context mm-hmm. when you're reading, but you know, you figure it out. Yeah. I don't think any movie I've seen in foreign language subtitled, I've had a bad experience because of the subtitles. 
No, 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 no absolutely not. I've never said uh, the movie would have been better in English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then whenever they do remake it in English, it's always dog shit. <laughs> well, for the most part, for the yeah. most part. Anything? Anything else you want to say about it? I think that's it. Okay. Got a, um, Check it out if you a double uh, a double watch. Uh, hopefully Jeff watches it, and in the uh, intro of a future episode, we'll bring it up and give his thoughts. Yeah, I'm definitely. sure Sean. I'm sure Sean will watch it just because we talked about it too. He he's he's a big homework guy. Yeah. Maybe when Sean gets back, me and him will do watch this or die for oh. the same movie. Oh. And see what that perspective looks yeah. like. That'd be fun. Actually, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah. Um. Hope you're having fun out there in Duff. Seattle, Sean. Fuck out of here. We if we you. do that, if we do that, we could just, well, no. I was going to say you could give Vinny and I or something to watch together, but we've already given the full synopsis on this, so yeah. all you guys would have to it do is... It would be a, like a brief, a brief... Oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. won't be a whole rundown. It'll just kind of be our thoughts on it for sure. I like that. Um, coming up in September, we're going to continue a little bit with... Uh, some non-horror because October we're going to dive in real deep uh, for the month of October obviously so we should have a war games coming at you next when Sean gets back we're going to do a little uh, business planning conference call that we will not air <laughs> but plan out the rest of this month and plan out some uh, busy some busy time October so we, might, we might record it for you real hardcore fans. You can <laughs> Behind the scenes. Pay, a, pay us $5. Behind the paywall. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make a... Uh, what's that? Uh, not Stitch. What's that thing that you hear podcasts doing? Oh, God. Patri- Patreon? Yeah, Patreon. We'll make a Patreon for just one episode of us talking. One episode of four hours of us <laughs> trying to I get mean, times I, together. We'll also Wait, so when do you close? Uh, no, no, no. I close this night. Uh, no, that's not also, <laughs> we'll post some... Uh, some pictures is it a butt crack or elbow crack <laughs> is that side boob i hope you don't like that side boob that's my that's side my boob. side boob <laughs> all right well it does sound like an interesting movie i'll have to check it out but first i must watch the first two episodes of 100 scariest uh moments and yeah, i uh, haven't watched any of what we do in the shadows yet so i need to do that i have the whole season Primed, ready to go. Yeah, same. I mean, I'm. I, I got the, the what is it? Uh, FX on demand thing, the, the 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 app, and, I mean, I'm actually, not to drag this out. I just I'm more happy with shows like that when I can watch it all at once because that show cracks me up and I just don't want it to. It's end. so fun to binge. Yeah. yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time, we are the Killer Pod Crew. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. Yeah.